What's up, fellow humans? Back again, podcast time. Pretty hyped. Uh, it's Sunday, December 27, 2015, and that means we survived the holidays. I know I had some good meals, and I saw some cool people, went to a couple different places. <clears throat> I love the meals, that's my favorite part. Just everyone coming together, family style. Family style. Or Chris Ortiz taught me about family style. Whenever we'd be on road trips skating, he would be like, yeah, you want to get something? I'll get something different. We'll split it, like half the sandwiches and switch it off. He called it family style. I got to get Chris Ortiz on the podcast. You guys got to hold me to this. <laughs> Please. Uh, all right, we're going to get to some ads. A uh, little bit of business before we get to the skate talk. Uh, first up is royaldeca.com. Uh, basically, what they can do is help you build up your podcast so you can manage and maintain it yourself. They can answer all the questions. Like when I was starting the Shetler show, I came to some roadblocks and I was Googling and finding some dead ends and stuff. But I still had questions and I needed a human to talk to. And uh, I hit up RoyalDeca.com and they got me to the point where I had an intro and an outro and had uh, it all set up and clean. And I understood the process and I could man- manage and maintain it. So if you're interested in starting your own podcast, just go to RoyalDeca.com and those dudes will... Make it easy for you. And as always, each episode is brought to you by All I Need Skate. You can go to allineedskate.com, click on the store link at the top of the page, and you can check out all the apparel and awesome skateboard stuff that we produce. And if you want to follow us on social media, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at All I Need Skate. Thank you guys for tuning in. Today's guest is Templeton Elliott, fellow blogger and podcaster. I really enjoyed this conversation, so sit back, relax, put your feet up, make some popcorn, and enjoy. This is The Shetler Show. Whatever you do, you have one thing that's unique. You have the ability to make up. When things get tough, this is what you should do. Microphone check, one, two, one, two. Microphone check, one, two, one, two. I hope they get it, I'm sick of explaining history I'm rolling with a circle of winners, we claiming victories Come on! It's about to be the realest shit you ever heard You're in a transitional world right now Yeah, it's just basically going for it, you know Sometimes you don't think about getting hurt or slamming But, you know, it happens It's skateboarding, you know, it happens every day Yep People are worried about skateboarding and the skate state of the industry. Yeah. The truth is, we are the industry. Yeah. Skateboarders are the industry. Experience, I guess, just because there's like I've never seen like that many skaters in one place. Just like it's like we it's take like over the street. All right, I shall be drinking coffee and smoking weed during the podcast. <laughs> Just well, I'll I'll be drinking water. Okay, cool. Just so you know, because I like to I like to smoke weed in the middle of podcast and it always catches people off. So I appreciate the heads up. Which is weird because it's 2015 and like I figured like it's everywhere, so people would be kind of used to people smoking weed, but I guess not. Strange. No, it's still pretty uh pretty weird. Like not that many people do it, especially not um out in the open. Yeah. But uh. Yeah, I mean it's chill. I think I'm just. I think I. I think I have an extra set of balls because I got the certificate because I had like vertigo and like knee injuries and shit. So right. I, I like bought the certificate and so now I just like I forgot that it's kind of illegal <laughs> in like a lot of places. <laughs> yeah, it's not illegal here. Where are you actually? Um, sorry, I'm Snapchatting right now. No, good. Um, I'm in. Uh, 
I'm in the suburbs of Portland. Sick. Yeah. What's that all? Rad. What's that all about, man? I I always just picture rain and like sick skateboarding in like dreary spots and shit. Yeah, pretty much that. It's sick in the summertime. Um, just like dry and like not crazy hot. We had a couple of hot days, like over a hundred, but for the most part, the summer is like super dope. How long is the how long is the rainy season like? Uh, I've only been here for one um, one winter, um, and last that was last year. And they say last last year was crazy nice, um, but people always say basically from Halloween to July fourth, it's rain. Damn, which yeah. is a pretty, pretty solid bit of rain. Well. Well, I should probably, we officially started the podcast. I just started talking there and I forgot, but I was, I've been recording the whole time, so we're going. Yeah, that's chill. That's chill. <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of like the East Coast for the winters, but it's December here and we still haven't had any snow and it's like, I could have wore a t-shirt today. Nice. Yeah, I think you guys are having better weather than us. Like last year, you guys got hit pretty hard last year, right? Yeah, dude, it sucked. <laughs> yeah, and we had like a super mild winter in Portland. So it was just like, you know, we were out skating in like January and just laughing at you guys. (laughs) I was laughing at me too. I had fucking broke two shovels. I was up on my roof at like four in the morning trying to shovel like two feet of snow off my roof because my lady is freaking out. She's like hearing cracks in the ceilings at night. Right. She made me get out of bed, get on the roof. I'm up on this slanted ass roof trying to shovel like what seemed like the most impossible amount of snow off my roof. While I'm thinking the shit's gonna cave in, and uh, yeah, that was my winter in a nutshell. <laughs> Alright, but that happens, right? Like people's roofs cave in from too much snow, right? Yeah, I feel like I've seen that on the news. No, yeah, that does happen. And actually, my neighbor had like flooding issues because the ice accumulates in the gutters and kind of blocks it up there. So then, when the s- snow starts melting too, it just like it'll start leaking into your roof, and then you got all this madness. I saw him out there like frantic. You know, it's this guy's livelihood. He's He's worked his job for so long just to pay for this mortgage, and I'm like, his fucking roof is falling apart. <laughs> Dude, we had a tree fall on our house um, back in Virginia. We moved in, and like three months later, we had a nor'easter and just had a fucking tree fall on our house, and uh, it sucks. Yeah. We- and then you have to deal with insurance and, like, you know, random contractors and all that stuff. It sucks. How long was the how long was your house fucked up for? Because I imagine that it doesn't t- happen overnight. They fix it. No, fortunately, our house wasn't like super messed up. Like um, we had to get a new roof, but our roof wasn't like um, super compromised. So it's not like we had to move out or anything. Uh, we had to get a new roof and new siding. Um, but we didn't we didn't like suffer super hard for it, other than just having to deal with contractors and insurance and like all that stuff yeah man we 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 haven't had i don't know when i had the last like gnarly hurricane but i remember one when i was younger speaking of east coast weather um we had a hurricane i think it was hurricane bob or one something like that and uh it uprooted all the trees in the back of my yard so in the back of my yard all the roots are like eight feet in the air these massive trees and, like, I remember after the hurricane passed and everything, I went in the backyard. I'm like, holy shit, this is going to be fun to climb on and, <laughs> and like, play on. But I, it was like I had never seen anything quite like that. 
with the weather. It's, it's so sick. Yeah, it's gnarly. You know, you get those nor'easters or the hurricanes where the, the rain just sits there for like a couple of days and soaks the ground and then the wind comes and it's just the roots can't hold on. So, so, so did you grow up in Virginia? That's what you said? No, I moved from Virginia, but I grew up in North Carolina. Sick. Um, then I went to college in Virginia and moved out to L.A. for two years and then moved back to Virginia for 10 and then just moved to Portland. Um Wait, so like a year and a half ago. Did you start skating when you're in Virginia? No, when I, I was in Winston Salem, North Carolina, um, I just like one Christmas my cousin got a skateboard, and I remember like we would go to my grandmother's house for Christmas, um, which was like in the middle between my cousin's house and our house. Sick. And I remember pulling into the yard and seeing my cousin out in the street like roll by on a skateboard. And I always looked up to my cousin, so I was like, I need to get a skateboard. So, like, a year later, I got a skateboard for Christmas. Did you start off with, like, a legit then, board, or did you get a shitty-ass crappy board like everyone else? No, I started out with a crappy board. I had a Nash Nightmare. Pretty classic crappy board. <laughs> Wait, it glowed it was, in the dark. It was called Nightmare? It was Nash Nightmare? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nash was, like, the big, like... uh like toy store brand. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I had a Nash nightmare That's... and it was, it, yeah, like you could look it up. Like, I think there were like three, like there were three iterations of the nightmare, but it was like, it's pretty sick. <laughs> first board. I mean, it was a terrible first board, but, um, I, I was hyped on it, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. And, and honestly, those shitty boards suck. But they'll start you off. You'll you can learn to find your center of balance on them at least. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, as long as people start somewhere, you know, that's kind of how uh, how I was. And I didn't I, even my second board was not very good. I got a Veriflex as my second board, which was a lot better than the Nash. Like I had actual metal trucks, <laughs> but um, it was it was a long time before I got a legit board. Did your cousin introduce you to, like, skate videos and magazines and all that? Definitely introduced me to magazines. Uh, the first skate video I ever saw was Search for Animal Chin. Sick. Uh, one of my sister's friend's brothers had, like, a VHS dub of it. <laughs> and he he rented it to me and my friends for, like, 75 cents. <laughs> He's a hustler. Yeah, yeah, fully, but, you know, 75 cents well spent. Yeah, it's funny, that video's, like, always the one that, like, when I meet older people that I'm like, oh, I don't know if this dude skates or not, they're the ones who bring that bring that video up. I guess that was, like, the biggest video when you... Yeah, and there just weren't that many videos. It was, like, there was the Powell videos, which came out every, I don't know, year or so, and then, like, Vision made some videos, like Vision Streetwear. Yeah. And then... I think, like, the Santa Cruz videos, like, um, I can't even remember the names. Like, yeah, like, Streets of Fire, stuff like that. But, like, I didn't even see any of those. Yeah, me neither. That's all before me. I, I just, like, went back and watched them and pretty, like, nerded out on it and thought it was cool as hell. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sick to see those videos now. Like, just, like, oh, they've been doing that stuff for a long time. You know, like, all the wall rides and wallies and stuff that's cool now. Yeah, absolutely. 
everyone thinks they're like doing it, but it's already been done. <laughs> but it's awesome though, either way. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm into it. I'm into the new uh, new vibe of skating. Like it's not really about doing the hardest thing. It's just about doing cool stuff. Yeah, I like that too, man. That's that's much more inviting for everyone, you know. Like where it's it got pretty crazy there. Like especially when I was coming up, dude. It was just like the gnarliest dudes, and even before me, like Jamie Thomas and those dudes. They like it was so gnarly. The level, you know, like of what got into magazines and videos, and it's insane. It's definitely changed quite a bit, man. Yeah. Did you did you ever feel pressure like when you were like in the thick of it, like? Like man, this there's this like I gotta find a bigger rail to you know yeah. get a photo in the mag or whatever like yeah one hundred percent dude there like I I was getting paid by Birdhouse and World Industries and these brands and like you know my friends work there and stuff but if the brand doesn't do well and like you're none of us are getting checks so like and I always want to top myself and it's just like when you're young you can do that you know you're super ambitious and like. You grind a 12, and then you're like, well, let's go bigger with it, you know? And then people are flying you around. I felt a lot of pressure, to be honest, but uh, I don't know. I managed it. I, I walked the fine line, you know? Like, I didn't really want to get hurt, so I walked the fine line of, like, not pushing it too much, you know, and still doing what I could do. But I'm, like, really happy. I look back on all my footage now and all this stuff, and there's a lot of shit that I'm like, wow, pressure can make diamonds, you know? Like, I'm, I might have never stepped it up to that level, you know if i didn't have that pressure right yeah speaking of that actually did you ever want to be sponsored or try to i definitely wanted to uh i don't think i ever really tried like i i think i made like one sponsor me video Hell yeah. but i always was around the dudes who were way better than me so i was just like well those dudes like they ride for the shop so i'm probably not going to ride for the shop like <laughs> But I, you know, I was always with those dudes and filming and stuff like that. So I always had like a hookup or whatever. So I wasn't, wasn't like desperate to get sponsored or like I worked at a skate shop or something. So it's like, I still had a hookup and still was like involved in the scene. Yeah, that's sick. Every, every skate crew needs someone like you too. Cause they need someone to like work the camera and like do the media and like be hyped on everything and still shred with you. Like, that dude's, like, one of the most important people in the crew, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I think of that all the time. I trip out on that, and I'm like... Like, I have my homie Ramsey. I don't know if you've seen him, but he's just this dude that, like, helps me with my skate brand all I need. And he, he skates, and he's, like, a little overweight, but, like, I don't know. He brings as much to the team as I do, I feel. He brings, like, hype and energy, and, like, it's Ramsey. So everyone, like, when he comes on skate trips, he's the fucking man, you know? Right. <laughs> I feel like the way skateboarding is now with so much like social media and like having a personality is so important. You know, it's like there there's more place for Ramsey now because personality is important. Whereas before, you know, it was about like either contests placing or about um, like coverage in a magazine or whatever. But, you know, you can kind of everybody has their own channels where they can spend as much time as they want putting out their personality. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that because if we don't want to be like athletes and like stuff, like we got to express ourselves in other ways. If you just like, they always say, let your skating do your talking. And I, I agree with that. Like your skating should be like the main thing, 
But there's so much other, like, skateboarders are so many interesting characters, and, like, it's not like a sport where, like, you have to, like, do good in school, you have to make the cut and get on the team, like, you could be, like, a degenerate and still be relevant in skateboarding, and I fucking love that. I think it's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. That's awesome. Um, alright, well, keeping on that theme, I I got a question for you. Dude, I'm trying to figure out how kids can, like, go about getting sponsored. Like, I feel like it's so hard nowadays to even know what to do. Like, back in the day, you'd film video parts and send them out, and... But there's so many platforms and media ways to get your stuff out there that I wonder, what do you, what do you think, man? What do you think's going on with social media and skateboarding right now? I don't know. Like, as far as getting sponsored, I have no idea. Like, how... What the best way to get sponsored is. I mean, you could just... Maybe if you do some crazy trick and metro skateboarding picks it up maybe you'll get noticed or like skateline will make a mention of you and that'll be great for you yeah. um, i don't know i don't think kids should be worried too much about getting sponsored they should just have fun and like you know filming and taking photos and stuff like that like that's a ton of fun like i don't have a problem with people filming i think that's great i used to be a filmer Hell yeah. Um, yeah i think like really people can kind of make their own way in skateboarding now like there's all these youtube guys who are like they're basically pro skaters but they're not like sponsored by any company they just have a huge following and they can make money from that yeah makes you know like somebody like chris chan he's got like 500,000 subscribers on his youtube channel and companies will pay him money for mentions or whatever yeah you you know so it's like there's just all these different avenues now that didn't exist before which is cool. I really, I, I think that's awesome that there's a lot of options like that. I also feel like it does, like, there's so many options that it kind of, a lot of stuff gets overlooked, unfortunately. I guess it's just the state of skate right now. Yeah, it gets overlooked, or, like, you watch it, and you're like, whoa, that was sick. And then you watch another thing, and you're like, whoa, that was sick. I totally forgot about that other sick thing I watched just a second ago. <laughs> Get carried away for hours of just watching videos? <laughs> yeah, like, I watched tons of videos, like, just yesterday... Somebody I work with came by. He's like, dude, you can't watch all the skate videos. And I was like, I know. It's like a huge problem for me. <laughs> like you're I really want trying. to. You're actively actively trying to get everyone. <laughs> I mean, it, like for me, I, I want to see like at least all the ones of note like that are important that like, you know, everybody's going to be talking about or that's going to have a lasting impact past tomorrow. Yeah. That's hard. You know, like, That's fucking hard nowadays for a video to do that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but there's, you know, like that Nike video just came out. That was pretty gnarly. Hey, but then again, like I'm probably not going to watch it again. I watched it once and then I watched it a second time to like pull animated gifts out of and I'm probably not going to watch it again. <laughs> Damn, was it good? I didn't see it yet. Dude, yeah, of course it's good. Yeah. Costin had a part. Um, that dude, the Norwegian dude, Carson Kleppen, Gnarly. he had the ender, really sick. Wow, sick. Spoiler alerts. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's super sick. I didn't, uh, I didn't, I just saw like people post online that like they didn't want to give their email up or something to watch it. I don't, I don't know. I looked on Heliclips and I didn't see it, and then I was like, uh, I got kind of lazy. <laughs> I yeah, just, I mean, Austin though. What was that? I do want to see Costin footage, because, like, obviously, Costin's a god. That's, like, I, my first video was Minik Mahdi that I really fell in love with. So, I mean, like, Costin's a god. Right, yeah. 
Yeah, it's sick. He came through for sure. Sick. He, like kind of. Uh, I don't want to say he like rested on his laurels, but he certainly wasn't like going at it the way he did for like yeah right. But um, I think he went pretty hard. Yeah, that's fine. It's Costin. He's a legend. Like I want to see classic like solid shit. I don't care if he's like grinding the twenties there or keeping up with the best kid ever. Like he's established and you know people love it. So like even a couple seconds, I'd be hyped to watch. <laughs> Dude, well, you'll be hyped. You should definitely track it down. All right, I will. I'll figure it out. Um, yeah, I I can help you out. All right, sweet. All right, moving forward a little bit. Did you, you so you went to college? How how'd that go? Was that your decision? Uh, yeah, I did go to college. It was just like my mom went to college, my dad went to college, my grandparents went to college. It was just kind of like you know that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go to school, then I'm gonna go to college, then I'm gonna get a job. Like just kind of what you what I always like my whole life I knew I was gonna go to college. There was like no question about it. Um, so strange to me, but that but it's awesome. It's so strange to me. It's like not even a concept in my life, but it's awesome. Yeah, I, I was thinking about like us doing this podcast, and I was thinking about how our lives are like polar opposites. <laughs> I love you know, like I, I had a lot of opportunities, you know, like I never had any um uh like trouble in my life basically. Like I've just lived a really good life, like pretty easy, like honestly really easy life compared <laughs> to a lot of people, especially you. Um so But that's awesome, dude. I'm sorry to cut you off, but that's awesome. Like some of the people that helped me coming up were people like you that had good families and they didn't take their families for granted and they worked hard and, you know, they just are, like, happy, optimistic or just, I don't want to say normal, but, like, because it's not normal by any means, but just people like that. And those people helped me. Like, I lived with a lot of my friends and stuff, so. But that's awesome. That's what we want, right? Like, that's what I, if I had a kid, that's what I'd want. I want to be able to provide for my kid like that. Like, they can have options and have the run of the world, you know, like pick what you want and let's work towards it. That seems awesome. Yeah, it was it was so awesome. Like my parents, like, got to give them so much respect for that, you know, like, because they were like, wherever you want to go to college, you can go to college. You're like, let's so, go to Yale, and they're like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I don't think my parents would have blinked an eye at whatever college I said. They'd be like, all right, we'll make it happen. Sick. Um, and that you know because. Since I was born, I was going to go to college. They were prepared for that. Awesome. You know? Um, so, yeah, it was just, yeah, they were like, the world's your oyster. Go go wherever you want to go. And I, I almost went to L.A. to go to school um, just to, like, be a part of skateboarding and stuff. But I ended up not. What changed your mind from that? I don't remember. I think maybe there was a little bit of, I'm not sure I want to be... 3,000 miles away from home. Yeah. Um, and where I went to school, Old Dominion was like five hours, like a five-hour drive. So, you know, if I got in trouble or whatever, like, help was pretty close. Yeah, that's uh, driving. Like, that's New York City from where I am. It's four hours, so five hours. It's just a, like, that's a quick drive if you, if you need to help someone. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it is... It is Far enough away to feel independent, but close enough that there's that like safety net. So, 
Do you, do you have uh, siblings? Yeah, I've got a sister. Hell She's yeah. older. She lives in uh, Spartanburg, South Carolina. Sick. Yeah. Did did your what do your parents do or what do they do? I don't for a living. Sorry. Uh, my dad is a chemical engineer, and um, he basically like worked and worked his way up the company that he worked at and became an executive dealing with like safety and environment. What is? For, sorry. Uh, what is a chemical engineer like? What does that mean? Like, what did he do? Um, well, he worked for a printing ink manufacturer. Um, so they basically they made the ink to print um, for their company a bunch of cigarette cartons. Okay. Like that was their main, like one of their big clients. Do you know which cigarette brand? Yeah, uh, like Camel and like all the like Winston's and Salem's. Like basically, Winston Salem is a huge cigarette town. R.J. Reynolds is based there. Oh yeah. So like Camel, Winston, Salem. I don't know about Newports, but like tons of cigarettes are made in Winston Salem. So like, um, that was like their big their big client. Sick. And what about? Yeah. So he he worked there, um, and I guess early in his career, he wasn't in Winston Salem, but basically probably like formulating inks to make sure like. Oh, like the blue needs to be bluer. We'll add some more of this chemical and it'll react in this way or whatever. Like I did terrible in chemistry, so I, I don't know. <laughs> I was just thinking, I'm like, I wonder how, like, you know what? No little kid grows up and goes, I want to do like, I want to admit, like, that's a weird job to have, you know, like no kids, like I want to print for on cigarette cartons, you know? So I'm just, he must've got into chem- chemical engineer and then that job just popped up and he had the, like what? That's so crazy to me. Like, I wonder what else chemical engineers do besides that. Like, what are the f- options? Dude, you can do all kinds of cool stuff with chemical engineering. I got a friend who's a chemical engineer, and he was saying that um, when he got out of the navy, he wanted to work on like polymer stuff for like outdoor, like outerwear brands. Oh, sick! So like developing fabric that would be you know like waterproof and breathable or whatever. So, like, you can do a lot of cool stuff with chemical engineering that's not just, like, you know, mixing chemical A with chemical B. Yeah. It sounds sick. Like, if you t- if I was if I was a chemical engineer, I'd be fucking proud to tell people that. It sounds sick. It sounds like it's really, like, I'm dealing with some crazy shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I think, you know, for a lot of people, it is dealing with some, some crazy stuff. <laughs> what about your mother? My mom was a stay-at-home mom uh, most of my life. Uh, but she, I know she worked at social security for a long time. Um, I don't remember exactly what, uh, and then she was like a history professor at a community college, like after I left, left home. That's sick. Are are you into history? Not really. Not super into (laughs) Fuck history. (laughs) Fuck history. History is interesting, but I'm not like reading reading books on history on my own or anything like that. I I listen to like a lot of history podcasts, like Dan Carlin, Hardcore History, and um, there's a new one, History on Fire, is pretty sick. I just like listening to stories, really. So (laughs) yeah, that's that's how I am. Just listening to stories. Most of the stuff that I listen to is like public radio podcasts or like in that genre. NPR and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, this is a good segue into 
what you're doing. You have a podcast yourself. I do. Mostly Just, skateboarding. Yeah, mostly skateboarding podcast comes out every month towards the end of the month. Um, each episode is basically I just get a skater to tell a story from skateboarding, you know, like a pro skater, photographer, filmer, like those kind of people. Um, I try to get it to be a story that's hasn't been heard before or um, some of the stories have been heard before or told a lot of times, but for the most part, none of them have been heard like told by the author or by the storyteller. So it's pretty rad. Um, it's just a, like, I love podcasts, so I was like, oh, like, what if there was a skateboard podcast? What would that look like? You know, like, that's kind of how I've always done things, like, with mostly skateboarding. It's a blog, it's Tumblr, it's all this different stuff, and it's always just me looking at cool stuff outside of skateboarding and being like, what would that look like with skateboarding on it? Yeah, that's awesome. I appreciate that you do it, man. And when I saw that you had a podcast, I got super hyped and listened to every episode you have. <laughs> Sick, yeah, I, I'm hyped that you do a podcast. I think that, it, you know, it's great for all of us who do podcasts for more people to do them because I feel like somebody who likes your podcast is probably looking for more podcasts to listen to from skaters and same with me. Like, there's just not that much out there. Yeah, you're you're right, dude. I have people hit me up and be like, "Damn, I wish there was like more voices and more podcasts in skating." And I say the same thing. I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, everyone should fucking have a podcast. It's not that expensive, and it's like a great way to like, you know, share share. Especially if you're gonna be involved in the skateboard industry, you know. Like, I feel like the especially dudes that have careers in skateboarding and make money off skateboarding, for them to have a podcast." They could like market themselves and voice their own stories. They don't have to rely on brands to like voice their story to people, you know? I feel like the more people know about pro skateboarders and people in skateboarding and like characters and you know, all these people that make the industry, the more you guys know, the more people want to support it, you know? It kinda connects everything. Yeah, and that goes back to me saying like the personality is so important now. It's just like another way to convey your personality. Yeah. Is just through the podcast and I feel like podcasting is a really kind of like intimate thing like there's definitely podcasts that i listen to where like i feel like if i saw the host in real life i'd be like oh what's up dude like how's it going like and feel like they're my homie and they'd be like who's this guy like i'm really freaked out (laughs) but because you just like listen to him so much and like you know so much about what's going on in their life then like like you just feel like your friends. Like I feel like I'm friends with you because I've heard you for hours and hours and I know like all about you. Yeah, no, but, like, absolutely. This is the second time we've ever talked. <laughs> absolutely, I agree. It's funny. I I talk about Joe Rogan. Like I just say his name. I'm like, yeah, Joe did this, and <laughs> they know who I'm talking about. I'm like, and I stop and think about that. I'm like, that's so weird. You know, it's so weird. But it's I guess it's awesome. It's really yeah. awesome. Do you have people come up to you like like that? Because I feel like you're probably one of the biggest skate podcasts, like you and Tim O'Connor. I feel like, you know, you've been at it for long enough that people know a lot about you. Do you, do you have people come up to you and yeah. be kind of more more bro than, yeah. than normal? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it happens quite a bit. Um, I'm pretty good with it normally. Uh, but I've had a few times where the dude, I've had, like, in Tampa at the contest there, Tampa Pro, I think, I had someone come up to me. I was in the middle of a com- conversation with my friend, and this dude just walked up in between us, and he just started talking to me about all types of shit. 
and I, I halfway through the thing, I realized he he had listened to my podcast because he brought something up, but he like didn't say hi, didn't introduce himself, like cut off my friend I was talking to, and I was like, that was like the weirdest one because I was like, wow, and he was super nice, like he left and whatever, but I was just like, that was a weird moment for me because. You know, I've been sponsored. I had kids come up to me like, oh, I love your skating. But this was, like, more intimate. Like, he knew the shit he was talking about was, like, not just skating. So it was kind of scary at the same time. I don't know why. (laughs) Yeah, but that's probably good for you. Like, you know, probably helps you sell some boards and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I I don't mind. And plus, I talk about my life story so much and all this stuff. I like being completely transparent with everything I do because I really believe in, like, my skateboard contest, the podcast, all I need, the brand, like, it literally is my life, so, and I just want to share it with everyone, because I really want it to succeed and continue to grow, like, beyond me, and, uh, so I like being transparent, and a podcast is perfect for that, and, and I don't mind sharing with strangers, like, you said I grew up the opposite of you, I grew up relying on people to help me, so I always had to be kind of open and share my story with, like, my friends and then I'd have to tell their mom or dad like talk, they'd know my story from the friends telling them and then I, you know I, and I end up living with some of these people and so I'm kind of used to it but it's just like strange for sure when I, I'm not used to having like a radio show I know it's not really a radio show but you know we have a lot of fucking downloads and a lot of vo- people listening and I'm honored and but it's like scary at the same time because usually you expect something like this to happen. You're like, oh, I got to deal with so-and-so or whatever, whatever. I just started something for fun, and it's, like, grown to a crazy point where I'm like, you know, it's a little nerve-wracking. <laughs> yeah. Have you had companies approach you? Like, do you, like has the podcast been, like, a like a selling point for you? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually talking with a couple people right now trying to work something out where the podcast, they kind of host all my episodes and help me with advertisers and stuff. But I've had some in the past that I've gotten some money like to sponsor the podcast. And it was like more of a one-time thing, which is awesome. And uh, But I mean, I don't know. It's never been really my goal to make money off of it, although that would be fucking awesome, like not lying at all. But like for me, it's always just been like expression and just... I don't know. It's a little scary to think that I'm paying for to to like voice my opinion and put my shit out there. That's a little weird to think of. Do you ever think about that? Yeah, I mean, like for me, I I don't. I just use all free services. Okay. Yeah. You know, like I host it with SoundCloud, and my podcast is super short. So like. Oh yeah. I think SoundCloud has like a three, either a three hour or six hour limit, um, and then it'll start deleting your old episodes. Um, so I'm not going to hit that for a long time. Damn. But, uh, they delete your episodes though. Do you have them anywhere? Yeah. I, I think they probably don't delete them. They just like, don't make them available to make you buy the pro account. Oh, okay. Okay. That's it. Um, yeah. Like I don't, I don't really pay anything. It just costs time. Um, but just for me, it's more like, it's, it's like just everything that I do. It's like an experiment. Like, can I do this? Can I make this work? Can like, Will people like this? Uh, so I'm just like, just doing it, uh, like, kind of to see if I can do it and see how far it can go. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to say, like, I don't care if anybody listens, because I do care and I want people to listen to it, but it's like, that's not really the goal. It's just like, ah, oh, there should be a skate podcast that's like this. Yeah. And I guess, I guess I can do that. Like, I can probably figure out how to do those things. So I just do it, and 
put it out there. I really like your podcast because it's not like mine. Because <laughs> mine's like all over the map and there's no, there's very little editing and you know, but yours is like, it reminds me of like an NPR style podcast. You have like the, the smooth intro and you just get it all out nice and clean and then cut to the story. I don't know. I really appreciate your podcast. Thanks. Yeah, I I wanted to do something different because I knew like like interviews are kind of the like main thing in podcasting. Yeah. But I wanted to do something that's more like artful, um, and just like smaller and kind of more of a challenge for me. Like, and I don't think I'm a great interviewer, <laughs> so I like I don't think that I would do well like interviewing people day after day or week after week or whatever. So I just wanted to do something a little bit different and something where I could kind of like put a little artfulness on it. Yeah. And just, I just wanted it to be like the podcast that I listen to because I listen to mostly like pretty highly produced podcasts. Yeah. And you know, as it is now, it's certainly not at that level, um, but I'd like it to be at that level one day. Yeah. I think if you just keep doing it and keep like creating and having more guests on it as over time, you're just going to gain more subscribers and followers that are going to listen. You know, it's going to spread out there more and more. The more guests you have on and more people share. And I think just time pretty much with podcasts, that's about it. It's like you have to start and then you got to make sure the quality is good. And then you have you have people on and they share it. It continues to grow. And I think the only thing stopping you would be if you stop doing it, really. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of become like more like I've kind of shifted focus more to the podcast than the other stuff I've been doing with mostly skateboarding just because I like I've had a blog for 10 years mostly skateboarding started out as a blog um, and it was just like sharing skate clips um, and that's how I got my job with skateboard mag is through that blog and um, they saw your blog and approached you or yeah Kevin Wilkins Saw mostly skateboarding. I guess I probably linked to something from the skateboard mag, and then he was like, "Hey, do you want to do that for us?" Sick. Yeah. So like, um, yeah. I originally started out just sharing like all the sick clips, like pro clips, local stuff, whatever. And then when I started with the mag, all the pro stuff was going to the mag, and then it it became more focused on like small scene stuff and like stuff from other countries. Um, I don't remember where the story was going, but uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I've I've shifted focus away from that because I think that um, like when I started, there wasn't YouTube didn't exist, so to put a clip out online, you had to like have a website and like yeah. code it and like upload a QuickTime file and stuff, um, and that's just not like people don't have skate websites anymore. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Everyone just just Google like YouTube and fucking right to there and. It's yeah, just YouTube and Instagram and all that stuff. So I'm kind of, I guess, like stepping away from that a little bit. It's hard to do just because I've been doing it for so long to like step away. But it's like it's, a habit. It's, yeah, it is. It's totally a habit, and I'm I'm like fully a creature of habit. Like I eat the same breakfast every day, eat the same lunch every day. Wait, like, wait, 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 wait. What do you have for breakfast? I just have cereal and milk. Um, <laughs> for the longest time, I had generic corn checks. They're called corn bits. Came what? from Kroger. What? Um, dude, I eat a lot of cereal. Like, to get the brand name would be just like prohibitively expensive. <laughs> you're so, a, you're a savage, and I appreciate that. I enjoy se- cereal as well. Yeah, so I I ate that for a long time, and they discontinued corn bits. 
<laughs> two years ago, and it's been really hard ever since. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I was I was eating Cheerios for a while, Ooh. and now I'm on cornflakes. Damn, you like to keep it to like you don't fuck with any of the like chocolatey, sugary stuff, kind of. I mean, no, dude, this this is what starts your day, man. You gotta you gotta keep keep it clean. You gotta <laughs> put clean fuel in your body. Wait, so what about you said you eat breakfast and lunch? What what's lunch? The same shit? No, no, I eat. Um, you're gonna laugh. Um, I eat what I call a hummus burrito. Wow, so the tortilla. Spread some hummus on it and roll it up like a burrito. So I have the hummus burrito and I have a salad and a little bit of trail mix. Every day? Every day. What the Except on weekends. Why? What do you splurge on the weekend? It's like donuts and fried chicken only. No, like my wife usually wants to eat something different, so. Yeah, why? She has to eat the hummus too? No, no. No, she she doesn't eat lunch with me. Um, she's got on the hummus program a little bit though. She's recognized the the value of a clean clean lunch. Yeah, I'm I'm completely kidding. I'm like I I don't consider myself like nerdy or trying to be healthy or any of that stuff. So I always crack on it. But I love hummus. It's so fucking good. Not that I would make you nerdy or healthy, but I love hummus. <laughs> yeah, I, obviously I love hummus. I, I could be like sponsored by hummus. Yeah, that would be a uh, sick if that was, podcast. If that existed. No, it should. That would be a sick podcast uh, sponsor right there. Dude, yeah, my my brand is uh, King's Harvest. They're local. So, you know, King's Harvest, if you're out there, you want to hit me up. Yeah. I'm willing to make a deal. You can, you know, we can just trade podcast shout outs for, uh, for hummus. Yeah, and you eat it every day. So, you know, you know hummus inside and out. So, you'd be the perfect spokesperson for sure. Do I could do like recipe videos or something, but it would just all be the same recipe. <laughs> Sick. Uh, have, you, have you had any sponsors for your podcast, or are you thinking about that? No, I haven't had any sponsors. I think I'm I'm still like way small, so I don't think anybody would really get much out of you know like if, if an episode gets two thousand streams, I'm hyped. Yeah, I'm like that was really good. That's awesome. I'm. That's awesome. I remember those days for sure. Yeah. Awesome. So I. I don't think I'm quite big enough for anybody to flow me product or give me money or anything. But I'd be hyped if somebody did. <laughs> well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna write a long, exhausted email to Hummus right after this. I'm gonna hook it up. Um, did you get a with the skateboard mag? Um, were they paying you to blog? Yeah. Yeah, I was getting paid. Seems like you're making that seems like free money. That seems like being sponsored and making money like for skating. Yeah, it basically was like you know, I, instead of being good at skateboarding, I was good at looking at skateboarding on the internet and like digging things up and being like on top of things. Like I was I was like the first to post things most of the time. Sick. Just cuz and the way that I did it is I had a really boring office job that just I just sat in front of a computer all the time. So I was just always there. You always available. Working. You weren't working for your job, you were working for the skateboard man. <laughs> I was working for both, man. Double dipping. <laughs> yeah. All all my bosses have been quite happy with my work. So it's you know, it's fine. And I I used to work at a hospital and in the interview they're like, How are you with downtime? And I was like I'm great with downtime. 
So it was it was fully legit that I was, you know, working one job at another job. What did you do at the hospital? Uh, my job title was audiovisual. <clears throat> excuse me. My job title was audiovisual specialist. So mostly what I did is help people make their PowerPoint show up on an LCD projector. Um, but sometimes we would like film stuff or shoot photos. Um, yeah, just like pretty chill. Like I said, most of the time I was like just sitting in an office being available for people when they need me. I got a, I got a strange question. It's completely off the cuff. You ready for it? Yeah. <clears throat> Have you ever been in a fight? And I only ask because I don't want to call you a nerd. I don't know if that's the right word, but definitely podcasting and hummus. There's a few things that lead towards this direction. Have you ever been in a fight? No, I've never been in a fight. I could have. I should have said it first and then let you yeah. answer it. God damn it. <laughs> that's good, though. That's actually a good thing, too. Fights suck. Yeah, I would... You know, I'd try to avoid those kind of situations as much as possible, but I would definitely be a flight kind of person. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in, in a fight or flight. <clears throat> what if it's a situation where your lady's involved and she's getting harassed and it get, comes to a point where you have to fight? Then you'd fight. Well, yeah. I mean, if it comes down to it, if I have to fight, I'll fight. I mean, I'll probably get beat up or whatever. I mean, may, maybe not. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not in horrible shape. <laughs> Can you throw I'm a, a skateboarder all my life, so I know how to get hurt. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know if I know how to throw a punch. No. You gotta get. You gotta find a punching bag and punch one. It's pretty fun. I I like haven't thrown a punch in a long time, but I went back and did it, and I was like, this is pretty stress relieving. It's fucking fun. Yeah, that seems pretty fun. I'm, I'm not like a very aggressive dude. That's good. That's good. I'm not anymore. I used to be when I was younger. I had like um. I have a lot, lot of testosterone already, and then when I was younger, I had, like, anger issues, so people would say, like, the wrong thing, and then I would get into an argument, and then it's, like, leading to wrestling and punching, and it, like, sucked. Now, I'm, like, I, would, I can't imagine getting in a fight now unless it was a weird situation, like I described for you with, like, my lady and some dude or something, but fighting sucks. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem that rad, so I never, uh, never got in a fight. Okay, I got more questions. Um, <clears throat> can you give me... I got... All right, this is a two-parter. You don't have, if you don't have uh, top. I know you're. I'm putting you on the spot, but top three favorite movies. Do you have any favorite movies? If you don't have three, just couple. Uh, Shawshank Redemption is awesome. Nailed it. It's like a classic. I've always liked the movie Run Lola Run. Wait, like a German movie. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I never saw it, but I've seen it. Uh, I've seen the cover, I believe. Yeah, really good movie. Um, other movies. I don't know. I'm not a huge movie watcher. That's that's good. Two two's enough. Let's. I yeah. want to ask you about skate videos. Do you have a uh, maybe top three or what's a couple hammer skate videos for you? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's easy. Um, Eastern Exposures three is probably like the video that had the greatest impact on me and is like the one that I look to as like the gold standard of what skate videos should be. Or really, photosynthesis is like the gold standard of what skate videos should be. Yes. Um, so those two are like the top. Um, the Static series is sick. Yes. Um, the Blueprint videos, Ooh. like Waiting for the World. John Rattray. Then, yeah, yeah, Rattray, huge fan of Rattray. 
what was the other one? Did it make friends with the color blue? Yeah, that was the more recent one. Though. Yeah, that was the DVD. Yeah. yeah, both of those videos were super sick, super like the ones that got watched a whole lot in my house. Yeah, the the spots alone and basically all those videos are so epic. It's just like the spots are so different, and it's probably like Portland, London, East Coast, not New York, like real real quick cutty skateboarding in the streets. That's just shit I love too. Yeah, and that's, I guess, watching those videos is kind of what shaped me, and I'm, like, a spots guy. Like, I'm not as interested in the tricks yeah. as I am the spots. You know, and that's, like, like kind of how mostly skateboarding, like, formed or became what it is. Is like, I just always wanted to see the spots and, like, you know, what's some kid in Michigan, like, what do what those spots look like? Or what's, what do the spots in Japan look like? The spots in Japan are amazing. Yeah. Uh, but just, I was just always, like, you know, I just sat in front of a computer all day at work, and I would just chase crazy links. Like, you know, I would find whatever magazine is in Austria, like, whatever skate magazine is in Austria, and just blindly click on links. Like, I don't speak German, so I would just like click on links until I found a video. Just like some weird, watch the video. weird sketchy gay porn pops up because you can't understand what you're clicking on. You're like, oh fuck! No, it's a skate site, so okay. you know it's like skate, and you know usually wherever I would work would have some like weird internet blocking stuff, so the like sketchy gay porn would get blocked anyway. Oh, uh, good thing, dude. That that yeah. ruin a day. Um, yeah. Okay, I got more. I got more. I saw, I went, I, I did my research, which I don't do that much, but I, I'm starting to do it more. I went and checked out your LinkedIn, and, uh, dude, you have Eagle Scouts on there. I thought that was fucking amazing. Yeah, dude. Eagle Scout. Super proud to be an Eagle Scout and, like, to have been involved in scouting. Like, that's, other than skateboarding, that's, like, had a huge impact on my life, and that's, like, I don't know, like, that's kind of a good way to tell what kind of person I am like I'm a I'm an eagle scout and I'm a skateboarder yeah that's rad dude I always like um I actually was just rock climbing climbing with my lady dash the other day and we saw I don't think it was eagle scouts but it was some sort of boy scouts and they came in and I was just like that seems so sick they teach you they just basically teach you life skills through experience right yeah yeah like boy scouts is just um you know, we go camping a lot. Like, that's kind of the draw is to go, like, camping and, like, doing outdoorsy stuff. And you just learn a lot, like, tying knots and learning how to cook and then um, learning leadership because basically the boys run the troop. Like, just kind of decide what what you want to do. And, like, the troop, which is, like, the big group, it's broken up into patrols, which are, like, little groups. Sick. And, um, like an army kind of, like... Yeah, exactly. Sick. Um, and then, you know, you're just like, when you first start, you're just like a Boy Scout, and you're just like a member of a patrol, and then as you advance, you could become like a patrol leader, so you're like the leader of this small group, and then like you can kind of direct, you know, who's in charge of food, or like, whatever, like it's been a long time, so I don't remember all the stuff, but... Uh, that's cool though. I was when when I was younger, I was in the Royal Rangers. It was like a Christian version of like, I guess the Boy Scouts, and uh, it wasn't as cool as what you're just describing though. <laughs> they were kind of mean to us. I mean, I was a shithead little kid, but they were just definitely kind of mean to us. Ah, <laughs> uh, that sucks, dude. Like, 
Boy Scouts was awesome. I know that's that's definitely nerdy, and that fits, fits my uh, uh, fits, fits the profile you're painting of me. I don't. I don't mean to. I don't mean to. I'll, it's not a bad thing. I love everything you're into. <laughs> no, it's fine. I mean, that's that's me. Like I'm I'm totally fine with being a nerd. Um, isn't being a nerd cool? I don't know. I think so. I think nowadays it's pretty cool, but I don't. I don't really know what's cool. Clearly. <laughs> Okay, I got. I got. Actually, this is a good segue as well. Who's that? Oh, this is my cat. This is Jasper. Jasper, grab him. He's a black cat, so you probably can't see him too well. Well, he just crossed the path. The yeah. Damn, those eyes are sick. Yeah, dude, I need to get a screen grab for this. This will be a good. uh... (laughs) Sick. Yeah, I love I love pets, man, but they it sucks because when you have pets, you're inviting heartbreak. If you're lucky, you're inviting heartbreak because they don't live that long, and it kills you. Yeah, dude, gnarly. Um, before we had Jasper and his brother Crawford, uh, we had a cat Salvador, and when he died, it was like devastating. Yeah. The the worst like heartache I've ever felt. You know, I've lost grandparents and stuff like that, and it was like. <laughs> Losing Salvador was gnarly. Yeah, Salvador was with you more than your grandparents, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I, I had probably a a stronger relationship with Salvador than I did with my grandparents. Damn. <laughs> just, just like because of age difference and time spent together and stuff like that. You know, like my grandparents were rad and all, but um, you know, and Salvador were homies. Yeah, <laughs> they won't chase around rats or anything. They're not that cool. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, uh, I was gonna say, um, fuck, I just spaced it. Oh, I wanted. Dude, to- I think it's rad that you looked at my LinkedIn for research. That's super funny. I feel like uh, it's like an <laughs> underutilized um, tool. Yeah, I, li- I like LinkedIn, man. I checked it out, and because. You know, people usually put up what they're proud of and what their achievements are, and it's pretty rad to check it out and see what people, you know, how what they put up there, you know, and because uh, I wouldn't, you don't, it gives you like the spots to put like what your achievements are and things like that, and it's cool yeah. to go check that out when people have a LinkedIn uh, profile. I love checking them out. I actually go yeah. on that daily probably and check stuff out. Really? Yeah. Have we you ever seen like pro skater LinkedIn's? It's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Greg Lutzka's uh, LinkedIn. Everybody, you should go look up Greg Lutzka's LinkedIn. It's pretty great. I didn't see it, but I what what is it really good? Or are you joking? <laughs> it's it just it's, it's just funny because it's it's like a a pro skater and he's listed he lists like contest winnings and stuff like not cash winnings, but he's like got a silver here, got a gold here. Like it's just funny when you think of like a normal person's LinkedIn where it's like, Oh, I worked at this company and I advanced and these were my responsibilities. And yeah, you know, Greg Lutz is like, I skated for this company and filmed these video parts. And like, it's, it's like, just weird to think like, Oh yeah, that's a job. Like, yeah. and those are his responsibilities. And you know, those are the achievements that you get. <clears throat> yeah. It's like his, it's, it, he looks, I don't know if he does. Kind of. I had him on the podcast. I feel like skating is a bit of a career to him a little bit. Yeah, not to say he doesn't love skating or anything, but it's like he definitely, it's a career. You look at the things he told me that he did, and I'm going to go check out his LinkedIn for sure because I bet he put all his achievements on there for sure. But definitely skate world is so different than the normal 9 to 5. Like, I don't know if that's like, I guess it's good to have on a resume nowadays. (laughs) Skating, I guess, is kind of popular, so... 
Yeah, I have a friend who doesn't tell his coworkers that he skates. And he he's like a gnarly skater, so he'll like get hurt skating on the weekend and then he'll be like limping in work and have to like make up some excuse why he's hurt or like why there's holes in his hand. Wait, he doesn't tell why doesn't he tell him? Just tell him. He he works in like finance huh? and he's just like worried that that might hurt his career or just like make him look uh less responsible or something. God damn it. No, they ha- he has to go tell him. Tell your buddy I said he has to go tell him because he's making us look bad. That's why I say I smoke weed because I like, I it's not the weed. Weed makes some people lazy, I guess, but I don't know. I don't think it's the weed that makes people lazy. It's just you're a lazy person and you smoke weed. And like skating's like the same. Like there's some lazy people in skating, but it's not the skating that makes you lazy or a slacker or a criminal or mischief. He has to break the stereotype. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if he's down. He might be. He's a. He just got his CPA. What's that? Uh, certified something accountant. Oh, okay. it's super hard. He was like taking all these gnarly classes, and you know, props to him uh, for being a CPA. He's. I'll bet he's the gnarliest CPA in the world. That's sick. That's sick. Yeah, he has to come out of the closet as a skateboarder because that he could be one for our team. Like, oh, we know this gnarly accountant, he's really fucking good, and he skates. And be like, yeah, skaters are great. That's what we need. Talk to your boy. Yeah, well, we can talk to him now. Uh, yeah, get him on the phone and tell him, I don't care. I'll tell him. No, I- he'll, he'll listen to the podcast. Oh, okay, yeah, thank you. Please, uh, out yourself. If you need any help, you can hit me up and we'll talk it out. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, I saw your Twitter as well, and I saw you making fun of dolphin flips. <laughs> I'm not really a fan of dolphin flips either. <laughs> I don't know, I just, sometimes I'm, you know, I watch a ton of skate videos, and there's some things that are just like, um, right. I just bail out immediately. It's like, oh, dolphin flip, I'm done. Like, it's it's a sign of your taste, and I'm I'm not going to spend another few minutes on people who make poor have poor taste yeah like like they're skating so it's just like i'm out (laughs) it doesn't line up with what you know you're gonna like so you're like dolphin flip is a red flag i'm bad i'm bailing right away yeah because it's like i'm not gonna share something on mostly skateboarding of some dude doing a dolphin flip (laughs) (laughs) i don't care what your ender is like because for me to share your video part says something about me and if there's a dolphin flip in it it's like I'm co-signing about that dolphin flip, and I just can't. I can't. It's a deal breaker. That's fair enough, dude. That's fair enough. I actually play a game. Of, you know what I like to do is I like to play a game of skates with anybody and whoever, but I just tell them in the beginning, I'm like, let's play a gentleman's game of skate. And they're always like, what's that? And I'm like, we just start at ollies and 180s and work our way up. And they're usually down. And uh, but we, I just recently played a game with this kid, and we got through all the basics and worked our way up. Apparently worked our way up to dolphin flips. He whipped, he whipped that one out and I had never even tried one before just because the same thing as you. It's not my preference. I see it and I'm like, Ugh, it just doesn't look, doesn't look appealing to me. And, uh, I tried one and I actually came close and then I started to like it a little bit. I, I didn't, didn't want to admit that, but when I got a little closer, I was like, uh. it's still, I, I guess cause when you do it, you can't see it. Like maybe I'll never film one, but I'll just do it to try to do it. it hey, it's a good one to have in your bag for skate. Yeah. You know? Um, it, yeah, it's just, I've got all kinds of weird, like, things that I don't like. Uh, That's awesome. Just in, in skating, like, uh, 
somebody who follows me was like, I'm going to like make a collection of all your, uh, all your like reasons to bail out of watching a skate video. Cause I'll tweet him every once in a while, you know, I'm watching a skate video and I'll see something. And I'm just like, that. <laughs> don't like that. I'm going to start, it. I'm going to start retweeting him for you just so more people will see it. <laughs> Cause that's yeah, funny as hell. <laughs> it's awesome. I think it's rad nowadays in skating. It's like, I don't know. I think, I think it's cool to have opinions good or like, Negative or positive. I guess yours aren't really negative. They're just preference based. But I like that. Yeah, I, said, I try not to. I try not to be too negative. Yeah. I certainly have lots of negative feelings about lots of things, but I try not to not to be too negative because I don't think that's like. I don't know. Everybody's got negative feelings about stuff. Yeah, it has, and that's all it is. It's like doesn't help. It's not very productive. It doesn't help when you voice voice them sometimes when it's just shitty and negative. Yeah. What about so you also you also worked with the Ride Channel? Did that come from working with the skateboard man? Yeah, pretty much. Um yeah, when the barracks bought out the skateboard mag, they basically um let all the freelancers go. Uh which I was expecting. Like I knew that um the mag was being sold and I knew that the barracks was probably gonna bring a lot of that stuff in-house, which makes sense. You know, I'm not mad at anybody for making a good business decision. Yeah. So, yeah, like, they had hit me up when I was still writing for the Skateboard Mag and when they were starting. Um, and I was just like, no, nah, I'm going to stick with the mag. And then when the mag dropped me... <laughs> uh, <laughs> like you're off the team? Like someone called you and they're like, well, I guess we, even for you, it's more at stake because you were getting a check. If you're a flow rider, you probably wouldn't be getting a check or even an AM and they just cut you, but that sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did suck because I didn't have a, a job at the time. Like, that was my only source of income. Yeah. That was, like, when I moved from Virginia to Portland. Uh, so that was really stressful. And I just hit up Ride Channel. And I was like, hey, like, you still need somebody? <laughs> and um, Sick. They, they had somebody and it just let them go um, or were looking to replace them. So I just slid into that position for a while and then um they wanted to have somebody that was like in-house in new york so they found somebody in new york and then i was once again out of a job beat it uh, kid beat it yeah <laughs> but um it was cool it was cool working with those dudes and there's uh lucas the editor he's still like super supportive of the podcast and like we'll share all the episodes and stuff and i'm like so thankful of that because that's like really where most of my listens come from is like you know lucas will share it on ride channel um my friend brian who used to work at the skateboard mag he works at transworld now he'll share it at transworld and then um my friends at the mag still will share so like you know it gets out that's like how i get it out there those are good avenues those guys have big networks those are good avenues to get out there to skateboarders for sure yeah for sure i just need to get on thrasher yeah that'd like, be sick tough not to crack yeah that's a tough one for sure yeah <laughs> i've never been on thrasher i've been in their magazine but i never my podcast has never graced their website that i know of yeah they keep it pretty pretty uh um exclusive yeah that's fine yeah, which, I mean, they've got a big site, and I'm sure that real estate is valuable. So why would they give it freely to you or I? 
Yeah. I'm not mad at it. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not mad at it either. It makes makes perfect sense. Like I said, I'm not mad at anybody for making a good business decision. Um, going back to the ride channel a little bit. Um, that's awesome about Lucas. He shares my stuff too. And uh, although I don't know who posts it, sometimes the titles are a little misleading, which I don't mind because I guess it gets like people there. Like they, they the titles of the things are a little misleading. Like they'll mis not misquote, but they'll take it and just kind of take the meatiest part and put it out there. And I know why they do it is because they want to get ears on it which is awesome for us yeah i don't know if you've checked out any of them or seen it or felt oh it. yeah yeah totally it's funny because sometimes um i'll like see what they say yeah. and it, it's just like kind of out of nowhere and then later i'll list, be listening to your podcast and i'll be like oh that tweet was for the shetler show yeah yeah because <laughs> it, it was just like you'll never believe what mark apple yards whatever Ever. Like, for mine, they'll be like, you'll never believe how much hummus Templeton L80. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I hope that's it. Dude, I, I can't wait to see what what the title is either. I don't, they might not even share it because I'm, I'm pretty small time. Uh. <laughs> um, yeah, but that that was it. Just the misleading titles. But even at that, I'm not mad because I know why they do it. I think what it's, I don't know what it's called, like trolling or something. When you Clickbait. What is it? Clickbait. That's what it is. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, that's Dude, what they, like my best podcast was um it was or my podcast with the most listens. I don't want to say it's the best, but uh it's one with Colin Kennedy, the filmer. Um and they wrote like a awesome clickbaity headline yeah. and it got like five thousand listens. Damn. Which is like you know, like most of mine are like about fifteen hundred, so five thousand is like nuts. Yeah, that's a good one for sure. Yeah. So yeah. su- super grateful for Rod Channel's uh, headline writing. Yeah, yeah, click clickbait. It's awesome because especially if they get the people to listen to the podcast, because then they can know it's like they can hear it in context. So it's like whatever you got to do to get people to hear it, I guess. Yeah. I, I had one dude, Chad Knight, he was kind of like bummed because they put some title. But he wasn't really that bummed. He was just like, oh, I kind of expected it. It was some about, you know, it was just taken out of context. But I bet right, it got yeah. so many people to listen to it and hear how rad Chad Knight is. Yeah, exactly. It's like uh, a means to an end. Yeah, beautiful. I like the way you yeah. said that. Um, I've been, I wanted to ask you about Organica, too. Do you see that they lost like two Walker Ryan and Miles and that stuff like that? Yeah, which I think is really weird because I can't really picture those dudes anywhere else. Yeah, me neither. I, um, I wonder what's going on. You don't know any rumors? No, I was uh, I was at Adidas the other day, um, and I asked somebody there. I was like, "Dude, what's up with Miles?" And he was like, "I don't know." Uh, I was like, dude, you you're like <laughs> on the inside and you don't know, so. <laughs> I don't know. She's uh my my boss thinks uh girl or chocolate. Oh shit, that'd be crazy. You no, know, there's like a Lakai connection there. Um I don't know, I can't I can't picture where he would go. Wait, so you're in Portland, so Adidas is up there and you gotta go there? Yeah, they're uh US um like headquarters is in Portland. Damn, and you just got it. They invite you, or you know a homie there, and you can just go check it out. Oh, I had like a work meeting there. Oh, heard. So sick. Yeah, Th- that's awesome. I that's awesome that it's in Portland. Is that wait so stylish? It all makes sense, right? Now it makes yeah, sense. yeah, exactly. <laughs> all ties in. <laughs> that's sick. 
Do you see people skating around? Do you go out in session around Portland when it's nice out? Yeah. Um, usually, uh, this is kind of weird. My Where I work, I work for a small social media agency, and our office is in the same building as Silas's park. Oh, dude, that park looks fucking amazing. It is really sick. Yeah. Uh, so um, we have a window that looks out onto the park. Damn. So we can just, like, peek out the window and it's like, oh, Silas is here. Like, oh, like, Kyra Foster is here. He's been coming around a lot. Or, like, um, the fucking awesome team was there one day. Whoa, that's so cool. And that, when that happened, it was just like, all right, work stop. We're just going <laughs> to creep on these dudes. You probably weren't working Maybe. anyways. You were probably on your phone looking for a link and, like, <laughs> No, dude, I I work really hard, man. I'm just and this this job is the first job I've had since college, where I don't just sit in front of my computer and look at skate stuff. Yeah, that's good. Which is which is why I'm all stressed about watching all the skate clips because before I could watch all the skate clips very easily, and now it's just like, oh man, like this guy did a dolphin flip, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't be bothered watching the rest of this video. There's so many other videos I gotta watch. So, wait, so what does your job entail now with the social media? Um, I'm a community manager copywriter, so I basically write um, lines for, like, Instagram posts and Facebook posts and stuff like that. Um, you guys have clients that, like, you do this for? Yeah, we got a, a couple of clients, and, um, yeah, we just, like, come up with ideas. We're like, oh, like, Thanksgiving's coming, we got to, like, do something like on that theme and like this is an idea and let's go like make an image based on this like we have a designer and he's like a photographer and videographer and stuff so like you know we'll shoot photos or videos or whatever we need to to like make our ideas happen and you know our like pitch the client if the they're not they're not skate brands right yeah they're just like outside companies non-skate stuff anything you can mention Are you there? Yeah, you froze for a second. Oh, okay. I said any brands that you can mention. Like, is there any milk ones? Were you, like, making up Instagram titles for milk? No. Um, uh, sure, why not? I'll, uh, our main client is, uh, it's like a robot toy car company called Anki. Sick. A-N-K-I. Um, they sell it at, like, Apple Store and Target and stuff. Wait, so what is it? It's a robot toy? Yeah, it's basically like a, um, it's like half video game, half, uh, toy car. Or like, do you ever have slot cars when you were a kid? Yeah. It's like that, but with like a video game element, and, um, there's no slots. Like, there's a track that has, like, computer code on it, and the cars have, like a camera on it basically that reads that computer code Sick. that tells your phone where the car is, you know, in relationship to the other cars. And then like you have virtual weapons and virtual shields and stuff like that. And you can like battle and race your friends. It's pretty sick. It's pretty impressive stuff. So no, that's it like, sounds sick. yeah, that's our main client. And, um, then our, our other cool client is, um, a company called Alaska seaplanes. And they're, they're like an air taxi service in Alaska. So for them, it's just like photos of cool planes and like sick mountains and stuff. 
That's rad. That's so rad. It's like air taxis, like they fly people in and out of Alaska, basically? Just around Alaska, like, uh, they're based in Juneau, and they have, like, a bunch of float planes, so they'll, like, fly people to, like, some remote cabin that, like, basically you can only fly to, or, you only, like, take a boat. Um, so pretty rad, like, I really want to go up there and, like, fly in their planes and see all the cool places that I've been Dude. writing stuff about. That'd be a good way to gather content for them and, and definitely be able to write better captions if you experience it. Then you can be like, write, write it with style, like, yeah, the smoothest ride you'll ever imagine. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That's dope. Um, all right, this led me to another question. Are you into video games? No, I've never been into video games. Like, I never had a, like, video game system or anything. I just, I don't know, I just never, Never got into it and never developed those, like, skills. Yeah. Uh, and, like, when Tony Hawk Pro Skater came out and, like, all the skate games, I would play them and I'd be like, I just want to be here in real life and, like, be able to skate. Like, I could, I can do what I want in real life better than I can do it on a video game. Yeah. I, and, like, I'm not a great skateboarder. Like, I'm not trying to, like, flip in and flip out of stuff, but, like, I just see the ledge in the video game, like, Oh, it'd be sick to just like Smith grind that, like. Yeah. But like with the the video game, it's like oh, flip in, spin out, like all this stuff, and I'm just like, oh god. Yeah, like I wasn't even trying to do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just like mashing buttons. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm not into uh, the skate video games. They all look sick, and my homies that are really good at it. It's awesome to watch them play. But then I play, and I'm just like, I get, I must have ADD or something. I can't like stay in one spot and play it for. I even try to play like basketball and football games. But I just, my heart gives out halfway through because I'm like, I'm not even, I'm just not even trying. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I, I never developed a love for video games. I didn't know. I wonder, I was wondering because maybe it would fit our like nerd theme of this episode because like video games could be pretty nerdy at times too. Yeah, I guess I'm just not a video game kind of nerd. <laughs> what do you think, what do you think about <laughs> completely stoner talk right now? What do you, for my, on my end, what do you think about like, virtual reality and like everyone having like avatars and social media as far as like life goes are you do you do you are you into that are you into social media and like how it consumes people do you think it's a good thing bad thing i don't know i kind of feel two ways about it i mean it's my job so it's like provides me with an income to be on social media and be good at social media and like i really like um some channels like i really like tumblr like Sick. I was saying the other day, if I could just have a job where I made animated GIFs of skate videos, Damn. like that would be my dream job. Hell yeah. I'm uh, hoping you could pull that one off for sure. Yeah. Um, I like Twitter. Like I feel like I've got like a fairly small Twitter and I just kind of like talk with a handful of people and it's like really fun and it's cool to just have, it's weird to have like these internet friends that I've never met in real life, <laughs> but they're like my homies. Uh, uh, and I feel like they they probably feel the same way about me. They're like, oh, like I've never met Templeton, but seems like a cool guy. No, I, I feel like we're probably internet homies, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like, yeah, we've never met in real life, but just through the internet, we connected and helping each other out and stuff. Not uh, not online dating. Just to clarify, not online right. dating. Just podcasting and social media, like Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that stuff is fun, but then. I, on the other side of it, 
you know, if you look at Instagram and you're like, oh, my homie is like out skating, but he didn't call me or like, you know, why, why didn't they call me, man? That sucks. Like, God damn it. <laughs> we have an ongoing joke. They, they, my homies always write like, I guess my phone was broken. That's what they write when they see that. Like when someone goes out session and they didn't invite you or didn't think of you, it's like, I guess my phone was broken. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, if, if you never saw that, you wouldn't be bummed. You wouldn't know that they were out skating and, you know, it's not like you have to call all your friends every time you go skate or every time you go do something or whatever, but it's like now you just have that that feeling of being left out. Yeah, or and missing that, missing out. Missing yeah. out, that's how I look at it. Because I'm like, fuck, that would have been good and fun for sure. <laughs> yeah, and everybody just posts the hammers on Instagram, so it's like you don't see them like bummed out, stuck in traffic, or, like, just sitting at home doing nothing. Like, you're only seeing their best stuff. So you just think, like, oh, that dude, all he does is awesome stuff. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, all he posts is awesome stuff. Yeah, it's curated but, to, like... <laughs> he hasn't posted anything for three weeks because he's just been stuck at work or whatever. <laughs> that that stuff's important, though. Um, yeah. Where is it going? Oh, uh, so I, I wanted to ask you earlier, and I forgot, but... Luckily, my my mind came back to me. Have you ever filmed a full video part, and is it online anywhere? I have filmed a full video part. Did you um, film more than once? Want one? I'm trying to think. Uh, you got one under your belt for sure. Yeah, um, we made a video in college called Viewpoint, um, which is online, um, and I've got a full part in that. YouTube. Yeah, yeah, it's on YouTube. Hold on, hold on. Viewpoint. I have to write this down because I really want to check it out. Let's see if it's on here. Sorry, listeners. I'm working. Yeah, this is a great pod right now. Yeah, good pod. Tim, Tim, Tim nails it with that one. People write that online, and I know right where they got it. I'm like, that's pretty sick. <laughs> I wish Tim O'Connor would put out more episodes, at least once a week. I, I, yeah. I know that motherfucker's busy, but he's not as busy as me, or he's at least as equally busy as me. So he should at least do once a week. That's the only thing about his podcast I don't like is because it's not on consistent consistent basis. So I don't, but I know he's got kids and stuff, so maybe that's why. It's got like a, you know, I got a girl, but I don't have kids, so I I, I don't that that would probably take up so much time. Yeah, that having kids seems gnarly. Yeah, that's um, probably why he doesn't do it once a week. I'm the asshole now. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like once a week is how a podcast should be, and I'd love to be able to do mine once a week, but I just don't have the time. Oh yeah, I mean, I I could make the time, but I just I don't have the time, and I don't have the desire to like reach out to that many people all the time. Yeah, because I I hate asking people for things. Yeah, it's just like, uh, you want to like come be on this weird podcast and like tell a story and like. <laughs> You know, have me ask all these invasive questions about the story and have you, like, retell the story in a different way to, like, make things work better. Like, you know, I just can't ask that many people that many things. I look at I look at it differently, though. I lo- I, the way I look at your, I know that's, like, how you view it, but I'm like, damn, this dude's, like, collecting rad stories from pro skateboarders and, like, sharing it with a new platform. That's how I see it. I'm like, that's so cool. I think that's why I do it so much is, like, uh, there's so many skateboarders are abundance of wealth and character and personality and everything like so cool do you ever yeah that, that's like that's what i think you know like and that's 
where the idea for the podcast came from is like just riding around with skaters and hearing them tell their stories. It's just like, I remember when I lived in California, I filmed a lot with Steve Barra and like we would go out with deer dick and they would just like tell these crazy stories. And later on when podcasting came around, I was like, that's what I want to hear. I just want to hear these stories that, you know, basically nobody's ever heard before. Yeah. Yeah, it's like could be like van talk. Like if I don't know if you've been on tour before, like on a skate trip, but so many good stories when you're on a long drive in a van for for whatever you know. It's like all these epic stories, and the skateboarders have so many of them because we're out like scouring the cities and like getting into all types of shit. Especially when you're on a tour, you go to some new land or new travel, like. And that's that's why I was really liked on your like your format because it's just the story. It's like you have the intro and then it's the skater talking and telling the story for like ten minutes or however long, and then you come back in really. Yeah, like I was just like, just one story is fine, and that that's enough work for me to keep me interested, but not to be overwhelming. Yeah. Um, and I end up talking to people for like forty five minutes just. Cause it's like interesting conversation and I'll, I'll get a couple of stories and then just decide to use one. Um, but yeah, I just like having the one story and having it be kind of like bite size. No, I like it. I, I like that format a lot. It's very cool. And it's good to have options, you know, like yours isn't like mine, which is awesome. And mine's not like yours. So, <laughs> right. Exactly. It's like good to have a diverse, uh, field of podcasts to choose from yeah like many channels like more channels the better yeah i mean at this point i feel like skate podcasters should probably be listening to all the skate podcasts since there's basically three of them yeah exactly <laughs> there's a few more but like yours mine and tim o'connor podcast they're like the ones you should be listening to 100 percent. listen to templeton please <laughs> skate to create is good sometimes like they've got they've had some good guests i don't listen to them all the time but they've had some good ones no yeah those guys are my homie uh james and daniel and travis those guys are awesome they actually uh helped me with my intro so the intro to my show they created with me they like right. put it together and just handle that side of it for me which was really awesome to have someone do that for me and yeah i agree they have some good episodes for sure dude i checked it out and uh it's cool they've had some cool guests on man um yeah i think that's it man was there anything else that we wanted to cover or that you would want to cover Mm. we talked about dolphin flips the boy scout eagle scouts um (laughs) hummus i think we got it dude college the skateboard mag ride channel you've done a lot of cool stuff in skateboarding which i really fucking like i love that i really love when people contribute to skating like not everyone has to be a pro skateboarder and it's rad to have people doing different stuff, blogging, podcasting, like, whatever, Ramsey the Hype Man, like, people starting brands, small shops, like, I fucking love it. Because we always, when I was little, I always wanted skateboarding to be everywhere. And it's like, now that we have the ability to have skateboarding everywhere, I feel like everyone can be a part of it in some way, no matter how big or small. So cool. Yeah, it's sick to just be able to be a part of like skateboarding is still pretty small, so if you really want to be a part of skateboarding, you can do it. You yeah. Just you know, just do something and like people will take notice or maybe people won't, but you'll feel good that you made something and like have something to work on. Yeah, fuck yeah. Perfect. Um yeah, that's it, man. I I really thank you for coming on the podcast, man. 
Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on and thanks for being on my podcast and thanks for making a podcast. You know, it just, we're at the dawn of skate podcasts. Yeah. Uh, fuck yeah. Ho- hopefully it becomes a big thing and we'll be like the godfathers of skate podcasts. That would be cool as hell. We two can pe- run the industry. Yeah. Two people that, two people that I'm uh, thinking of that should have podcasts is Rob Brink and Chris Naraka. Yeah. Naraka would be sick. Yeah, I think would be really sick. I think Rob Brink would be really sick too. Like, uh, but Narac- Weekend Buzz could be a podcast. You know, they could just make that into audio, and it'd be a great podcast. Yeah, easily they could totally do that. Yeah, sick. Anyone else you think should have a podcast? I think a Deer Dick podcast would be sick. I really want to get Deer Dick on my podcast because well, he tells uh-huh. great stories. He's like an awesome storyteller. How do we make that happen? We gotta start. I don't know. I, I hit up, uh, I hit up Shad. Shad Lambert works for Deerdick Enterprises. I hit him up and, uh, I think he asked Deerdick and I guess Deerdick wasn't down. God but, damn it. God damn yeah. it. <laughs> Have you hit people up and they're just like, nah, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I haven't had that. Well, maybe I have had someone. I'm trying to think if someone said no. Actually, uh, Thebo, Jim Thebo, he didn't say no, but he just said that he didn't want to do it at the moment. And I was like, okay. But he's like, I've got to hang out with him a bunch, so I'm not mad at it. Right. Yeah, he's somebody I want to get on my podcast. Um, oh. And there, I want to do a thing about, um, do you remember that old Thrasher article, Use a Skate, Go to Prison? Yes. There's like an iconic Gons photo, him in the um, prison stripes. Yep. I want to do like a really highly produced story about that. Damn. Um, and Jim was there, I think. So I'd have to get him on and talk to him. That would be sick. You could have him come in like it could cut out, like really edited, like an NPR type show where there's like... Yeah, it would be like out. super highly produced. Like I'd have to talk to everybody like Bryce Knights and Gons and Tommy Guerrero and everything. Damn, that would be so sick. Well, I'm gonna be looking for that in the future. That yeah, well, it's gonna it's gonna be a while. All right, It'll be a long time, but uh, that that's like the dream thing that I want to do. Uh, I you've, you've jarred another question. Just keeping with the the theme of the show, have you ever done any drugs? No, I don't. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I don't smoke. Like I'm pretty pretty boring. What um, what about coffee? No, nah, don't drink coffee. Nothing. Pretty much just drink water. Like it's, I don't even drink soda. And hummus. Just yeah, just <laughs> water and hummus. <laughs> Perfect. Well, no, but on a serious to end the note, man. Thank you so much, and uh, put out some more episodes because I'm excited to listen. Yeah, I've got some in the queue. Uh, and thanks. Yeah, thanks to you and. Yeah, props to everybody out there skating and whatever. I don't know. You can edit this ending out. (laughs) Do you you edit? Do you do much editing? I do a little editing. Sometimes I'll do more than others, but, like, I don't know. This one's pretty good. I'm going to leave a lot of it, though. (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. I'm I'm going to leave this right now, too. (laughs) Oh, sick. Yeah, we'll we'll do some uh, behind-the-scenes podcast talk. Like, We'll talk about equipment. What uh, What do you record with? Um, seriously, I just hook a little mic that, I bought this mic from Best Buy, um, Samson mic, 
and it was like 70 bucks or something and i just hook it up to my mac i have a mac and i just use the usb and i plug it in and i record away with a with a garage band or i have this thing called call note um this app and that's pretty much it man nice well, what do you use to record me Right now, it's computer it's, audio. Yeah, it's a it's an it's a uh, program called Call Note that that records a Skype call, which seems sketchy, right. kind of recording people's phone calls, like, but not anymore nowadays. I guess it doesn't seem weird. Yeah, I think it's weird how um, on lockdown recording phone calls is because there's no apps on the iPhone for call recording. Yeah, there are, but they're like weird. And I used to have a like a tape recorder that you could hook into your phone to record phone calls to do like skate interviews. Oh, that's and when I hooked it up to my iPhone, it doesn't work. Wow, weird. So wow. it's like blocked somehow. Like somehow it knows. Like I've done all this research, and it's just like really hard to record an iPhone phone call. Weird. That's so weird. Fuck, you just freaked me out a little bit. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing to be freaked out about. You got your you got your stuff worked out. Like you can. Record all you want. Yeah, that's true. That's true. This works good. The only time, only thing is, sometimes Skype is like the bitch. It like cuts in and out if like someone doesn't have a good signal. A lot of the times, I've had a few people, or like, not a lot of times. A few times, I've had people be like, "I'm on my, I'm on a good internet connection and everything," but the Skype is still shitting out on us, and it was so annoying. It's like the worst because you get in a conversation and then it's like cut, you know? Yeah, yeah, we had a cut at one point. Yeah. Where I was like, what? Anthony's not moving anymore. Yeah, that was, that was luckily nothing on this one. This one went really smooth. Um, and the only other problem too is like with Skype, the lag sometimes, like on episodes, because I'll still be talking and you'll be listening, but I'll think, you know, like there's a little bit of a lag time for whatever reason. Yeah. Not all, not all the time, but just once in a while it'll happen. Yeah. What do you use? I use, um, this program called Audio Hijack. Okay. And it lets you record like whatever audio is happening on your computer. Sick. So you can you can have it record like whatever audio, or you can say like I just want to record the Skype application or like my web browser or whatever. Um, and then I use uh, FaceTime audio as my like contact instead of Skype. Yeah. And it's like it's pretty clear audio and pretty. Um, pretty reliable i've used and i also don't talk for as long as you do so it's like you know i haven't gone as long and run into problems yeah that makes sense I, i've used facetime a few times uh, a couple times and uh i just use quicktime to record it you like oh yeah you can totally do that i forgot about that yeah i didn't know i just looked it up i was like how do you record a facetime call and it was like you know quicktime and just record it and i was like that's so fucking easy strange yeah, and you can do that with your phone. Like I just realized, or recently, my boss told me that you can plug your phone in and use QuickTime to record your screen. Wow! Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's trippy. So you can record people's Snapchats. Oh uh, shit! Oh shit! <laughs> Have you ever checked out CJ CJ Lindy on Snapchat? No, who's that? Um, it's just a homie of mine. Uh, I actually had, had him on the podcast, like I recorded a podcast with him, and then my computer fucked up and I can't find the episode, so I'm so bummed. But, uh, he's kind of Snapchat famous. 
And, uh, let's say, let's say you're vanilla. He is the opposite spectrum of that. So he's like rainbow chocolate. (laughs) So like you, like he, he's, he's doing the complete opposite crazy shit. So I don't know if you want to check it out. It's a bit, it's a bit much at times. Yeah, I'll check it out. I've been like going in on Snapchat recently just as a, uh, kind of as a work thing just to, know what snapchat's all about and everything do i also think it's really fun do you have snapchat yeah i do it's just my name i believe just anthony shetler yeah i love it i actually really am favoring snapchat right now how how do you feel how long have you been using it um a couple months and yeah i i really kind of am favoring it too because it's just like oh here's some like weird stuff i'm gonna take a picture of it and put it on snapchat yeah where it's like on Instagram, it's like, oh, I don't want to, like, have this go up, and then people make comments, and it, is this, like, on brand for me? Like, And I'm just a person, so, like, yeah. who cares what's on brand for me? But um, I think about that stuff. I'm like, you know, is this something that I want to be, like, identified with forever? Like, it's going to be in my feed? And, you know, but Snapchat, it's like, oh, whatever. Like, my cat's looking cute. I'm going to take a picture and put it up. And, you know, I, like, every day I take a picture out of my window, um, in the summertime, I can see Mount Hood from my window, so I'll take a picture of Mount Hood. And then now, when it's shitty out, I just call it the gloom report. <laughs> and I just just take a picture out of my window, and it's like gloomy, foggy, suburban neighborhood. Are you on? What's your Snapchat name? Uh, mostly skate. Oh, okay, perfect, sick. Sorry, you're cool yeah. giving that out, right? <laughs> Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, follow me for super boring um, <laughs> in life uh, snaps. Hang on, brothers and sisters. Liberation is near. It's almost time.